Hey, welcome to the Echo Youth Podcast, where we're going to talk about the Bible, how it applies to our daily lives, and have a lot of fun while we're doing it. My name is Brett Westerfield, and my wife and I are the youth pastors of Echo Youth Ministries at South Coast Christian in San Juan Capistrano, California. And I'm joined today by one of our youth leaders, Ben Wallace. Let's get it. Welcome back to the Echo Youth Podcast. What is this, 88 or 87? 89. Oh, shucks. Oh, Yo, 89 is my favorite number. Uh, also the number of all-star wide receiver. Can I raise Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, throwback Doug Baldwin. Hey. Um, I'm a I'm a bigger Canaries Tony fan, but yeah. Tony. Um anyways, welcome back. I hope you guys are doing good. Um if you guys uh if you're listening and you're a part of Echo Youth and you were able to go to the one night uh conference. Oh man, yeah, baby. It was awesome. Thank you for joining us. Um and if you're not uh from our youth group and are just tuning in and like to listen, then welcome. Welcome back. Or hope welcome a, for the first time. Welcome. I uh, hope you're having a good time. Uh, but we have a couple recap things to talk you, about. Baby. We're going to recap this week's message, and then we're going to have some fun at the end. But um, This week's message, uh, we talked about, and I think it's chapter five out of the um, yes, sir, ski. An- uh, Anxious for Nothing book. But it talks about contagious calm, which is a really interesting uh, topic. Concept. And the kind of subtitle is Anxiety is Needless Because God is Near. Um, and so it starts off with this really interesting story about this guy, uh, Vasily Arkhipov. Vasily. Long story short, there was like this kind of miscommunication between these Russian submarines off the coast of Florida and the United States Navy. And so the Russian submarines were armed with nuclear warheads and they were going to because they felt threatened by the United States, because the United States was didn't know what was going on, they were going to send these nuclear warheads towards land and basically, basically have nuke the U.S. <laughs> Hiroshima, Nagasaki, like 2.0. Uh, this was in 1962, and then this guy, this cap- Russian captain or Russian officer named Vasily Arkhipov, went to his captain and was like, "Hey, why don't we try and just like." Not do this. Talk to the Americans and like figure this out. So they ended up doing it and basically saved uh, the world as we know it. Um, and so it was all because he wasn't overreacting and he wasn't. And there was aspects to it that was making it more of an irritable situation. One being they were in a submarine, but they were uh, basically uh, driving uh, almost surfaced. So it was really hot. 120 they were plus Arctic degrees. Subs yeah. Were made for like the Siberian Sea. And they were and they were in our like Atlantic tropical Ocean, Atlantic, tropic yeah. Atlantic. So it was like 120 plus degrees in the submarine. Uh people were getting sick. Um and so it was just really an irritable situation. And then but there was one guy, Vasily Arkhipov, who decided to stay calm and basically save the world. And so the the topic of this week was we're just taking it a step further. So the first like four weeks we talked about anxiety and how we take steps to overcome them. And now we're kind of in this portion of the book where we're, how do we, once we've kind of decided how to, um, work our mindset 
in a way that relieves us of um, perpetual anxiety, how do we then like continue on in the fight? And so we're going on the offense now, baby. Yeah. And so um, this next week, you're not going to want to miss it. Ben's going to be preaching about prayer and it's going to be really good. Hey. Uh, but this last week we talked about contagious calm, how to, how to find a, a place of peace and a place of calm that is contagious to those around you. Um, and this, and scripture Philippians four, five through six talks about it. And it talks about, uh, let your gentleness be evident to all, um, and then it goes down and talks about how the Lord is near and that's why you shouldn't be anxious and all that kind of stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, but being, letting your gentleness be evident to all means it's not selective. It's not, yeah. well, I hate this type of group of people and I'm always going to be mad when they're around or, or I don't like this type of people, this group of people or whatever it is. You're always in a place of calm and, and always in a place of response instead of reaction. Yeah, and then the reason that we don't need to be anxious is because the Lord is near, or the Lord is uh, uh, the coming of the Lord is upon us, or however you want to interpret that scripture. Any of the interpretations basically just means that God is closer than we think He is, mm-hmm. and because of that, we don't need to be stressed out about all the things that are going on in our life because God holds those things in His hands. Yeah, and so because God is so close and because God is so near, then we don't have to worry about things get caught in this trap of anxiety yeah that we don't really need to and G- and god says it in the bible all the time to abraham in genesis 15 1 to hagar in genesis 21 17 to isaac in genesis 26 to joshua in, in joshua 1 9 basically the same message do not be afraid for i am with you yeah and he says it in different ways but that's kind of the common theme but he says it to almost every character in the bible uh at, in some Sense. format where it's like you don't need to be afraid because I'm with you, and it's and it's true. It's like you wouldn't be afraid if God of the universe was walking with you, which He is. Yep. Um, and so the idea is that God's not just watching us from a distance, like the guy in the clouds who's like, "Oh, look, they're doing." Their oh, look best at job. my creation out there doing their thing. Yeah, yeah, He's literally walking with us and 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 with us in every moment and wanting to see the best come uh, from us, and so, um. So anyway, so yeah, it's really good. And then, but this kind of comes out in the story of the feeding of the five thousand. This is what I talked about on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Was that Jesus had contagious calm when the disciples were freaking out because they didn't know how they were going to feed twenty thousand plus people, and Jesus was like, "It's fine, we'll feed them." He's like, "Yeah, bro, kid. why don't you do it?" Yeah, and then he's <laughs> like, "The funniest thing was that he was like, who's got food?" And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a hundred people rolled up with like their lunch bag. It was one kid with like yeah, had- a few loaves and a few fish. Yeah, and was like. Will this do? And it's like it's the dumbest question of all time. Yeah, this gonna this gonna handle it. Yeah. All right. Cool. It's like it's like a church of five hundred people, and we're like, we need to serve them a, a lunch, and you come up with a. We got three hot dogs. Do you think we can do this? <laughs> you come up with a pack of gummies, and you're like a, a pack of fruit snacks, and you're like, will this do? And it's like, uh, not at all. Um, but basically, Jesus, you know, Jesus multiplies it, and so much so that there's twelve baskets of leftovers at the end. Which I think is signifying to the disciples who were questioning him that hey, this I have twelve this figured times out. over, yeah. one for each of you. I have this figured out, and I've got enough leftovers for you guys to eat tomorrow, basically, yeah. which is crazy. Um, and but the other thing is that Jesus doesn't just care about your life when it's falling apart. He yeah. cares about it in even sometimes like moments that don't seem even necessary. Because mm-hmm. we forget in that story that the disciples were like, "Hey, uh, 
why don't we send these people home so they can have something to eat? And Jesus was like, why don't we feed them? So it wasn't even yeah. necessary for Jesus to feed them. They weren't starving. They could have gone home and ate. But Jesus decided that he wanted to be the one to feed them. And that's how it is sometimes in our life that Jesus doesn't just step in when things are going bad or when we really, really need them. Jesus steps yeah. in even in moments where he just wants to be present and he just wants to bless yeah. us and he just wants to do those types of things. And so we forget that a lot of time. We always cry out for God when we're in need of him, Desperate but we don't need. realize that he's wanting to participate in even the... The happiest times. Yeah, the small moments in our lives. Um, but yeah, so... Um, but oftentimes we catch ourselves kind of falling um, into the disciples' trap where we are looking at what we don't have instead of what we do have. And that was kind of the whole point of the message of this contagious calm is... We won't be calm if we're constantly looking at what we don't have. We don't have enough money in our bank account. We don't have enough food for this. or We don't have enough talent or skill or we don't have enough good looks. Whatever it is, you go down the list. Yeah. And we constantly are, are weighing our things against other people's things. And what um, this whole scripture is talking about is that the disciples were counting what they didn't have, but they didn't count what they did have, which was Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's the same way with us. And it's like... Um, at the one night conference we did, uh, the preacher was talking about, um, the preacher was talking about, uh, Luke 18, where it talks about the rich young ruler. Um, yeah. Luke 18 verse 18 through like 26, I think. Um, it talks about the rich young ruler. And what's interesting is that, uh, and most people don't, or I never, at least I didn't pick up on this until recently, but so I'm just doing this off the top of my head, so you can you guys can open your Bibles and, and vet me on this. But uh, basically, Jesus is talking to this rich this rich young ruler who comes to him and says, um, uh, "Lord, Lord," he basically chases after him. Lord, what what must I do to be saved? Yep. And he says, "I've I uh, so." And then Jesus rattles off these commandments. And if you think of, if you read it, Jesus rattles off all the commandments. Except for the one that has to do with the sin that he's committing. That he's committing. So he rattles off about lying and about honoring your father and mother and about loving God and loving all this other stuff. But he doesn't rattle off the commandment that talks about coveting your neighbor's possessions hmm. or um, in all the different translations, whatever it says, jealousy or whatever it is, envy, that type of thing, which is what the rich young ruler has been doing so yeah he can honestly answer i've done all those things because jesus didn't mention the one thing that he, he hasn't it was been true doing. and then he later comes back okay so you've done all those all those things now what about this one <laughs> yeah so he says you know sell everything you have give it to the poor and come and follow me and and the the point of it all is that we have to be able <laughs> to be in a place in our life where nothing trumps Jesus and that Jesus is yeah. our ultimate security. It's not stuff. It's not, um, title. It's not prestige. It's not anything else like that. Mm -hmm. It's the, the thing that gives us peace. The thing that gives us comfort is Jesus. And so we would yeah. easily give it all away for him. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's kind of the whole point. And so the, the main, uh, I guess closing message that we would want to reiterate from this last week's message is that, um, is that we want our lives, we want to live a life that is contagiously calm, that we are, yeah. we don't get bothered by the storm. We don't get mm -hmm. 
bothered by the wind and the waves. And uh, a close friend of mine today, um, some know her as G Money, other people know her as Gabby, but she was <laughs> talking, to, talking to me about a uh, um, Gabby. If you're listening to this, we love you. But if uh, she was talking to me about a, a work situation that kind of went haywire for her, she had one job lined up, and so she quit the other job, and then the other job bailed on her the day that she was like leaving her other job. Mm-hmm. So then it just kind of like was a snowball effect. But, um, but basically she just told me and, and she was looked so calm. She was like, you know what? I'm not really worried about it. It's going to, everything's yeah, going to work out. I'm going to get a job and it's no big deal. And it was like, wow, like that's a contagious that's calm. Crazy, yeah. So it's like when things happen in my life that I'm worried about, I can think back to that instance where my friend was just so calm about losing a job in a pandemic. It's crazy. And, yeah. uh, and so, um, yeah, we just know that it's all going to be good because God has our life in the palm of his hands. And so, amen. Good stuff. Yeah. So let's live a life that's, uh, contagiously calm. calm. Ben, you have anything to add to that? Uh, yeah, just real quick. I just think being living a life that's contagiously calm just makes it, um, <laughs> a lot more fun to be around you too. I mean, oh, yeah. a harsh reality, but like, not saying you're not fun to be around if you're not calm, but nobody really wants to be around somebody who's freaking out 24-7 yeah. um, about the about anything. So when you're contagiously calm, it just makes um, everything better overall. Well, yeah. The idea is that you would be... Um, like one of the goals in your life should be that you're pleasant to be around. <laughs> yeah, of course. And one of the things that's really not... A pleasant trait about people is when you're just freaking out about everything all the time and every the yeah. world is falling all the time and it's and i hate this and i hate my life and i hate it blah 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 yeah it's like dude like relax it's like it's really hard for people to manage that so if you're what if you're wondering like why do i lose so many friends like maybe just <laughs> just jot reflect down a little the amount of times you complain in a day and you'll maybe understand it um but yeah so being contagiously calm being a person of peace being a person not and not irrationally. Like, also, yeah. if you're just the person who like acts like nothing matters, you're also not that fun to be around because <laughs> yeah. you have to take something seriously. But for the most part, you realize. I think it's the. I think it's the the um, the degree to which it matters. Yeah. So some things like are frustrating. Mm-hmm. Like, if my sink is clogged, oh, that's bummer. I'm not gonna look at Danielle. No big deal, dude. It'll yeah, come on. It'll later. it'll work out. Yeah, and I'm like, oh dang it, the sink is clogged. Oh well, let me unclog it real quick. Yeah. So there's like a degree to which it matters. Yeah. I'm not gonna be course. the guy like, are you kidding me? Another my whole thing? Th- my life's ruined. Duh, I can't afford this, man. We we can't afford a new plunger or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. and your whole life is falling apart because of the sink. Um, Happy mediums. Yeah. So I think it's it's reacting to the degree that you should. Your family falls apart. You should probably take a moment to get yeah, you on your hands be a little and knees serious and, and there. pray, yeah. yeah, um, or whatever it is. But we don't need to live in a state of perpetual worry. So, good stuff. All right, that's all I had. Calmness, baby. Calmness. Stay calm. Stay calm. Stay calm. calm down. <laughs> all right. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so now we're gonna end it with. We've been kind of having fun with this switching it up. We'll get around. back to drafts eventually, but. We have some more random hypothetical scenarios that we want to talk through. I think it'd be pretty fun. We'll do this for the next few next minutes while. here. And uh, okay, Ben, here's the first question. Okay. 
If you were a transformer, okay, stop messing with my mic. You dirt what bag. vehicle would you turn into? Oh, so well, what vehicle basically am I at all times? Because then I would transform into my transformer. Yeah. Alright, transform. Okay, um. Dude, I gotta pay homage to my boy. I'm in a semi truck. Goes Let's so hard. Oh. I feel like that's the only pick. It's very practical. You could do anything, man. It is very practical. I could I could tow whatever I want. <laughs> Heck, I got a sleeper. I could live in there. Well, you're the transformer, so. Well, I could house a family. <laughs> I mean, come house on, man. A family? Come on, man. I'm going mobile. Mobile. I'd probably be Nice. I don't Me know. Too. I'd probably be something derpy like a smart car. That just would like, be hilarious. Like just totally Dude. like just yeah, blend in and then it'll <laughs> turn, <laughs> turn into I'm a like smart a car. <laughs> help like transformer. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That's probably what I'd do. Smart okay. car. That'd probably be uh, me. Either. That one's too deep. We're not gonna live read that one. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> well, that one was what laws would you abolish if you could? We <laughs> yeah, we don't need to do that, that man. Uh, what are these questions? Yeah, some Here, of them are buns. Here's dude. one. If you were a food, what food would you be? Don't answer that. It's just a dumb question. What animal would you would be better if it was covered in scales? <laughs> would be better? Yeah. Um. That one's so loaded. Okay, number seven is... What would be your strategy for a zombie apocalypse? Okay, that would take hours for me to describe my strategy to you. Yeah, Brett's a seasoned veteran. He's read a book about this. He probably has notes somewhere in his room. Yeah, I have a book in my office on the top shelf about, about how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and if you know anything, the top shelf is Brett's high-level books. <laughs> so if you need any uh, any tips or tricks, I'm a studied man on the top. Yeah, he, so. he's a scholar. <laughs> yeah, so come hit, hit your boy up. Um Okay, this is good. If you could be a CEO of any company, which one which one would you choose? I mean, I think the only obvious choice if you're trying to get the bag is Amazon. <laughs> but <laughs> for being honest. But also like the the company that gets is under the most scrutiny all the time. At all times is probably Amazon. Um Dude, being a CEO is so like high stress. I couldn't even imagine being like, of a huge company. But maybe like Microsoft. Just give me Bill Gates' spot right at the top. Microsoft. That'd be pretty cool. Microsoft. The tech industry. Microsoft. Um, I think mine would just be like like more simple than that. <laughs> I think I would just be the uh, CEO. Can I just be like the general manager of a GameStop or something? <laughs> 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 um, this is too much. Hold on. Let me think about this. Give me a second. Give me a second. It's a tough one. No, it's not. I think it is. It might be. The CEO of a taxi company? Okay, I'd probably be the CEO of Guitar Center. There you go. That'd just be cool. Get free equipment. Yeah, just get free stuff whenever you want. Either that you own or, the place. <laughs> either that or be the CEO of like a Toyota, of like all Toyotas. Oh. I just get whatever car I want. That'd be goaded. I, I should have thought of like car dealership because then you could just take whatever you want. Yep. There you go. All right. That's a pretty good one. Do you have any on there or no? I'm looking them up right now. 
hypothetical situations. What cartoon would do you wish you could live in for a week? The regular show. The regular show? You've never seen that? All right, we're not friends anymore, man. I've never even heard of that. Mordecai is, and Rigby? You've never it, heard of that? Is it appropriate? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard of it. Dude, you're nuts. Must be must be what the kids are watching nowadays. Too old. I mean, I watched that when I was like eight. So you would have been like, what, 14? E- 13, 14, yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I yeah. don't know. I'll have to way show. out of yeah. my You were, out of you my were a big frame. kid then. Oh, Dude, no, that show was low-key like hilarious, bro. The regular show? That I'll show you it after, yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what Dude. cartoon would I be in? I would be in... Everybody in our group is going to scrutinize you for not knowing that, by the way. Okay. I'm not a child, so I'm just kidding. Well, I'm, I, uh, I don't watch it now. <laughs> cartoon. Okay, cartoon, cartoon, cartoon. Rocket Fuel. Okay. Yeah. Or Rocket Fuse it's or not something that. like that. Rocket um, Fizz. Rocket Fizz. There yeah, it is. Rocket there Fizz. Go. Sorry. Rocket Fizz. That one is sick. All they do is skateboard around all the time. Yeah, constantly. That would be dope like to be live in cool. that for a week. Rocket Fizz. Or, I think Rocket Fizz or like Dexter's Lab. Dexter's Lab would have been cool. That would have been, been great. Or like Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron or... Uh what is it? Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, I still think Rocket Fizz is my final answer, though. I think that'd be a blast. Okay. Just chilling with the homies, skateboarding everywhere. Just riding around. Yep. Ooh, if you were a famous artist, okay. Which I am, like famous? Which fanning paint? Famous fanning? <laughs> famous painting? Would you recreate and why? Recreate. So I guess uh, okay, which one would you re- trade credit for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's take it like that. Like, which which painting would which we... Which painting would you be... Brett Westfield painted this. Dude, okay, so this is sad, but I'm not really like a painting connoisseur. Me either. The, only... the most famous painting of all time is the Mona Lisa. Yeah, you gotta so you take it. To take That's the, the only pick. Even though it's such a boring painting, it doesn't really yeah, mean anything. Like the size of a printer piece of paper, but hey, whatever. Yeah. Or some, some sort of Van Gogh stuff is pretty cool. Van Gogh. Um, Starry Night. Okay, what weird thing would you make socially acceptable if you could? <laughs> um, hmm. I don't know. That that's tough. What weird thing socially? I'm trying to think acceptable. of like what what that I do that's weird that's that's not socially acceptable because I don't really. I think mine would be like uh, just being barefoot all the time. Okay. But see here, it doesn't even matter. Like you could walk in anywhere barefoot. Well, but even in like a formal setting, like. Oh, you're at a wedding? Just show barefoot? Yeah. Or like even like just like on a Wednesday night, just preaching or like leading worship. Okay. Just like being barefoot. Not even necessarily barefoot, but just not having any like cultural norms about footwear. So I could just like wear socks and be comfy while I'm preaching. Okay. That's kind of a vibe. Or be barefoot or whatever. I think that would be my one thing. Because I, I, like, I really don't like wearing shoes all that often. Really? I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of like like to have shoes on. Well, I had... We're getting deep here. I had like uh, toe issues for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and like different surgeries and stuff on my feet. And so I, I was wearing socks 
and shoes 24 7 because i didn't want people to like see my feet and stuff and so like even in the house i'd wear socks in my house i'd sleep with socks on and i uh um would wear shoes everywhere like at the beach i just not flip-flops i wear shoes and then take the shoes off run in the water and whatever Mm -hmm. and so now that i'm like i've gone through like however many surgeries I had and processes that I'm all good now. I, I just, I'm not like really insecure about it. Yeah. Then I, so I, just, just I just, I just like shoes being anymore. barefoot all, right. all the time. And it's nice. I'll like go for barefoot walks and hikes around my neighborhood. Nice. I'll go, I'll walk like three miles down to the pier, just, just barefoot. barefoot. Yeah. And then come nice. back. That's a vibe. It's fun. And it's good for, because of my, it was had to do with my big toes for a long time, so my balance was off my ankles. Yeah. So then barefoot walking like helps re-stabilize. Re-stabilize everything? Okay. I can't really think of anything super weird. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like that one. Just being barefoot everywhere. That's pretty cool. Yeah, whatever, dude. What about um, if you had the ability to time travel to any time in the world past... Or future. You want to go to the future. Where would you go? It's a good question. I think I'm definitely going far in the past. I don't really want to go to the future. Oh, this is easy. I'd meet I'd meet Jesus. Okay, yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd go... I'd be go via the... Yeah, <laughs> count me in. I'm 14, baby. I'd go assassinate go. Judas and be the 12th <laughs> disciple. <laughs> And then get kicked out for murder. Yeah. She's like, dude, come on. What? Come you, on. Know, you know, you know how this like, is supposed you know to go. Right. You know I'm right, dog. <laughs> we all act, saw how this played like out. You don't know what was going to happen. That'd be freaking sick. Um, I think that'd be cool. Or just go all the way back. I'm just going to go hang out with Noah and I'm getting on the ark. <laughs> that'd yeah, go that, hard. That'd be, pretty, that'd be pretty sick, too. Or just like Adam and Eve, just be the third guy in the garden. <laughs> yeah, just be chilling. <laughs> third, third, nice. Third wheel, third wheel in from in the creation. Garden. Nice. This is crazy. If you, don't eat it, man. You, don't eat it. Hey, you, he told you. Stop it. <laughs> I've seen how this ends. Don't eat it. But it'd be it'd be cool to like be in the garden and see what it looked like. Yeah, that would be cool. Hang out in Solomon's temple. Or if it wasn't biblical, I'd go back to like Viking times and be a Viking. There you go. Even though it was pretty brutal. Yeah, I that's would only complete opposite like, of what you're talking about the first time. I'd probably one. only last like a day or two without like... Dude, I'd go back to like when pirates were crisis. a real thing. Pirates are sick. That's pretty grimy too. Yeah, that's just as grimy. And it's probably worse. You're out on the ocean 24-7. Disgusting, actually. Pirates yeah. probably were dis- so disgusting. Yeah, you no, know, it was probably heinous to be one. But <laughs> hey, I feel like it'd be kind of cool for like a week. That Yeah, I mean... If be, I had the ability to like bail Spartans whenever I wanted. be a Spartan... Dude. Be kind of tough. Yeah, be a gladiator in the Coliseum. No, that's brutal. <laughs> I feel like that'd go kind of hard, bro. Basically, a, a or maybe just be a fight to the death every day. I feel like that'd be cool for like <laughs> one or two. As long as you don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> You're just winning. Comparatively to everyone who's done it, like if you just get dropped in that time, you will suck. You will die the first try. <laughs> yeah, that's true. These, these are trained killers. Oh, dude. What do you think I've been doing my whole life? <laughs> <laughs> dude, you know how much this says it's Creed I've been playing? I'm yeah, ready. Dude, I'm this. ready. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh. Um, all right, one more for for us real quick. Okay. You got one? Oh, this is an interesting one. Kind of deep. If, if you lost the ability 
to see all colors except for one, which one would you choose to stay alive? Like which one color would you want to see? One color. Every other color is gone. But you can see this one color. Yeah. Blue. I think that's my answer too. You can still see the sky. See the sky. You can, see the you can ocean. still see the ocean. I can see Vince's eyes. Yeah, dude, they're blue as heck. I don't know if they're gonna stay like that. I think they are at this I, point. Yeah, it's been a few months, but you they can were see, dark and then they turned blue. Yeah, blue stuff is goaded. I think the answer for me would be blue or. You can see blue Gatorade. Life's good, man. <laughs> blue or green, like trees and grass. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Living here, blue is the pick for me because you could still see the beach and everything, the ocean. Or orange. Orange would be beautiful for sunsets. Ever, but that'd be crazy. And fire, you could yeah, be able fire. to see fire. I feel like it'd be kind of cool not to see like the color of fire, just yeah, like black cool. fire. Blue, you don't see like red light, green lights, or or. Oh yeah, driving would be a rip. You'd be like, I'm just gonna go. Well, you just <laughs> no, have to. You'd have to learn which order the lights bottom. are in. Yeah. Yeah, I think blue's the answer. Yeah, blue's the blue's the choice, man. Is that it? You got more? <laughs> what? No, we're not gonna answer this one. But this is a funny question. If your sheets had to be made of deli meat, <laughs> what meat would you choose, Bruh. Pastrami, dog. Dude, I'm a bologna guy. <laughs> <laughs> bologna for your bed sheets? Yeah, there's so many different things in there. If you get hungry, you can just take a nibble, man. I guess I would pick like the no, I'd pick roast beef because it's like <laughs> that the, sounds way worse. No, no, because it's roast like beef the, would smell after ten no, minutes. No, but it's like the least greasiest one out of them. Like <laughs> yeah, pastrami and like salamis are all like they have that like yeah, they have like a film on them texture. Dude, bologna just just bo- process. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> bologna would fall apart. <laughs> thick cut, thick cut bologna. I'm good. Thin cut bologna. No, Oh, thick cut? Yeah, thick it's like cut. a tempered <laughs> bologna. I'm good. <laughs> it's disgusting. One inch thick. I'm good. <laughs> but low key bologna is so good. Like, yeah, I know it's disgusting. Goated. I know it's basically like a hot dog, like in, a, in sandwich meat. Yeah, but I like it. <laughs> Bologna's good, like man. The but I like it, dude. Lay off. <laughs> One time when we were. Bologna when, uh, and cheese is like a go to. When top. COVID first started, I came over to Brett's house and we had bologna and mustard sandwiches. <laughs> They're so good. Dude, they were good. Bologna, cheese, and mustard, baby. Yeah. Bologna, and We each had like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching movies and eating bologna sandwiches, baby. That's. You bed sheets out of deli meat. What kind of question is that? Oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, that's good stuff, buddy. All right, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's we'll we'll cool. call it quits. That's a good. Let us know laugh. what deli meat you would <laughs> make your bed sheets, <laughs> make out, your of. Bed sheets out of, and we'll uh, we'll catch you later. But we'll catch you next seriously, time. Seriously, let us know. I, I want to know. This is a funny. This is a hot topic. Someone's gonna come out of left field with like some crazy deli meat uh, that we've uh, never heard of. Yeah, something crazy. Uh, I'll do a chicken jalapeno sausage. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye.